0: Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Ledihan.
1: And that would be me. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Thanks for joining us once again. Uh, We publish every Wednesday, Very early in the morning, uh, central time, like 2 o'clock, so that you can wake up with a cup of coffee and make another songwriter connection. You know, a couple of weeks ago on the show, uh, I believe it was when we had the Dave Dave Isaacs, uh, when we had the guru back uh, to give us guitar lessons, uh, I made the announcement that very shortly that we would have a big announcement here on the show. Uh, So I want to talk about what that is and what it was. Unfortunately, it's not going to happen, but I need to tell you the story because it's really interesting. Um, I got contacted a couple of months back by a um, a very nice uh, network of, of podcasters, and they do some really cool um, musical podcasts that I like to listen to. And uh, they said, "Would you maybe be interested in coming over to our network?" And I thought about it, and it it, it was a big it, it had been a big step, but they were offering a lot of help in in monetizing uh, and and promoting the podcast by the way we 're approaching four hundred thousand downloads in streams uh, everywhere, and if you 're listening on uh, uh, on YouTube, uh, please like and subscribe. That helps us and We do monetize a little bit through through my host, which is Red Circle. I highly recommend Red Circle because they you reach a point they uh, they start to sell advertising on your show, and you, you get a little bit, it's, it's, it's not going to make you rich, you know, it's not making me rich, at least not yet, mm-hmm. but you know, it's a little validation, and it helps, so anyway, I thought, well, maybe we take it to the next level by joining this, this new network, and uh, so we talked, I talked, uh, talked to some of the executives, we, we met a few times, um, and when I finally made it in my mind, yep, we're, let's do this, okay, um, and it was a struggle, I mean, I thought about it a long time. Um, I get a note back going, you know, we've decided we can't do it. Uh, did they say why? I'll tell you why they are. The, the, one of the reasons they like the podcast is what we do here. And that is bring in a songwriter like our guest, Joe Bizelli today, who, who you're going to meet in just a little bit. And I, I, we have great sound in this dining room. I do my radio shows right here on the studio as well um and my whole idea was to introduce you to new songwriters in and around nashville sometimes out beyond we've had writers from la we've had them from overseas uh we've had them from from all over Uh, but anyway uh since we're in nashville and that's a hub we do tend to draw a lot of songwriters and i'd like to do it live when i can right around this old antique duncan fife dining room table and my whole idea was to, to make it like, like almost a live radio show, like I used to do back in the day. Uh, there was this program we did called the 5 O'Clock Freeway. And every now and then, we'd have a guest come in, like Daryl Worley or somebody, play music. And that's what I wanted. Talk about the stories behind the songs, the journey of these songwriters, what they're up to, how the song came about, how it was written. And then play it live around the dining room table. Almost like... Um, um, one of those mini desk concerts, you know, but yet different. So, And that was the thing they liked about the show to start with. But executives in the networks are thinking, you know, we are going to be monetizing and selling advertising on this. And they were afraid of copyright infringement. Uh, and I understand. I'm going, well, we're not playing Eagle songs. But I guess you could be flagged because this... This, many of the stuff, most of the songs that we're playing are, are copywritten. And they were afraid it'd get flagged. And and once it is, you cannot monetize it. And that's unfortunate. But I, I get where they're coming from. Uh, fortunately, to this point, and I'm knocking on wood, we haven't had a problem with that yet. So uh, I want to keep doing it because this was my vision for this show. And I think we're doing okay without them. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been cool, but... It didn't happen. Hey, maybe another opportunity will pop up. Uh, that is right. But um, anyway, that's the whole news. Sorry it didn't work out. But uh, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry.
2: <laughs> so, you couldn't imagine what it would have been like, though. Yeah,
1: it was going to increase my workload, I'm sure, oh, yeah. uh, big time. And yeah. uh, So that's okay. Uh, Joe Bezelli is my guest. He hails from St. Louis, uh, How long have you been in Nashville? It'll be uh, four years in November. You know, in those four years, this is incredible. Um, in, in these four years, he has just become a a such a vital part of the Nashville songwriter community. He's everybody's friend. Everybody loves him. He plays at all the big writers rounds from the local to the Commodore uh, to uh, the... The Listening Room, not too long ago. Whoever will have me. <laughs> the Listening Room was, is quite a cool place to play, and that was one of the best rounds I ever saw, Joe. Wow. You and you and uh, Justin Love,
2: and uh, who else was with you? That was Greg Wilson. Wilson, and, oh uh, my yeah. God. we got to get Wilson back on here one oh, of these days. absolutely. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. Great Uh, writer. mm -hmm. And actually, we were talking about getting things flagged, and you can't monetize after that. When uh, COVID hit, we did these uh, Joe Bazzelli worldwide live streams on Facebook. Did you? Yeah. To raise money for people that uh, were couldn't tour or couldn't work, couldn't musically because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And um, that's great. We well, we got got around it because we would just have people send in donations, Uh and we would give that to the person, and then later on some of those, the music that we use for like the intro and stuff got flagged and they just ah. they just muted that part so I you guess. can still hear it yeah. but we still got the money so it's kind of a way around it but I don't think that would work with this well one of
1: the ways around it when they were talking you, know, you have not played snippets of the song yeah I, know. I just don't get the whole feeling yeah, of it yeah, that way. I just I don't. Know. So anyway, that's that's where we are. Um,
2: but it's good to have you, my friend. I thank you for the compliments. Really, really. Don't really get me started on complimenting you. <laughs> <laughs> I won't have it. Shut up.
1: You know, we, another part of it is you know sipping bourbon mm. around the dining room table. Ah, uh, this is the seventeen ninety two single barrel. Tonight. I feel classy,
2: mm, don't you? <laughs> so yeah classy
1: in the uh, old Forster. Mm. bourbon mug that
2: there makes it go. taste even better you
1: call those mugs what do you call
2: those uh these are something i don't know what they're called they're fancy they're fancy fancy glasses that you drink
1: bourbon from. Yeah. So there you go here's to you cheers to you. Cheers. cheers thanks
2: man. again for having me mm.
1: let's talk about your journey okay. uh, what brought you to nashville Tell
2: well i was thinking about this on the way over here i always knew that i love music more than most people yeah i didn't know why and then i found out that when i was born my mom brought me home from the hospital she had a radio in my room playing 24-7 on low volume on like oldies or soft rock all the time. So that was just ingrained into my brain. And while we were in the car, we would always play like, who sings this song? Who sings it? So my mom's love of music and she played in a band back in the did 70s really? called Blacksmith, yeah. Really? And um, What did she play? She did tambourine and backup vocals. And vocals, cool. <laughs> yeah. nice. and that's the Mom love, was a rock star. That's where the love of it came <laughs> from. And then I got a chance to go to the Bluebird Ooh. during Tin Pan South oh. with a lady named Donna Opfer, who was the chapter president of NSAI for St. Louis, which is some of their meetings. Great. And she, great organization, to, by the yeah, way, she, I was a coordinator in Cincinnati. Lo- love it. They, Look it up. They definitely helped me out a lot. She took me under her wing and taught me all the basics. Mm-hmm. And, um, she wow. invited me down and we got to watch guys that had you know hits by Kenny Chesney, Jason yeah. Aldean, all the big guys. Oh, yeah. And I'm watching these guys and they're just up there having a great time, making fun of each other, laughing, singing yeah. these songs that bought their houses. And I was like, "Yeah. This is a job?" Yeah. Like they never tell you this in like <laughs> no. the high school counselor's office like this is an option. Oh, so yeah. ever since that day I decided that's what I wanted to do and I love writing songs and until I find something that I love more than writing songs I'm going to keep doing it
1: and it, 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 it shows with, with Joe and what oh, that rhyme it shows with Joe and two things you need to know about Joe One, the, the, the amazing voice that you hear you know, even so a, a Did you do any radio?
2: I got that from my dad. You got that from uh, your dad? I got the ability to use it from my mom. I did do a little tiny D- radio D- stint in St. Louis oh, God. where I, I knew the guys that had the station and we uh, just did a few episodes where we talked about the history of music in St. Louis, like the music scene. Nice. I had a guy that had DJed, like vinyl DJed oh, right, from the 80s until that's recently. That's where I started, baby. And uh, he just knew everybody, knew everything, knew everything that happened. And then like a few months later, it got bought out by a sports station. And I was like, <laughs> well... Nope, I'm done. There you I, go. Go. <laughs> I can't contribute <laughs> anything to that. So. <laughs> but yeah. a little, little stint so.
1: that happened to me a few times. You yeah. bought. Yeah, we, we love you, but we're not in love with you. You don't make too much money for mm-hmm. us. So, mm-hmm. no, I understand that. So, but gosh, and then the other thing that people need to know about you is, uh, and this is something I really have always admired in you, Joe, because I used to preach to my broadcast students about passion, mm. and you bring the passion every time you are on stage. You are amazing to watch. You can just draw that audience in. Not only with your songs and your incredible vocals, but your facial
2: expressions, just the way that you are. I really appreciate that. I'm glad that somebody noticed because the way I see it is... If I don't look like I'm into it, how mm. can I expect anybody else to be? So up there, I, I've seen people play that just kind of sit there and they don't really move. You can't see any emotion. Yeah, play one uh, ballad after another. I yeah. want it to show. Yeah. I want the music to come out of me. And I'm rocking my head up and down and making right. faces. I can't help it. just what happens do when it. I play. Yeah. So I figure, why stifle that? Yeah. Just why? let it
1: flow. Let it flow. Let's get a little example. Oh, by the way, if you look at the cover photo of this, uh, you'll see Joe in full passion mode at the uh, listening room. So check that out. (laughs) Joe Vizelli is here, and we've got so much to talk about, including that wonderful guitar you have. But first, I want to hear a song and the story behind it. This whole thing?
2: Yeah, we'll talk about that guitar. Well, I wanted to play the most recent one I've written by myself. Of all the songs you've written in your life, this is the most recent. This is the most recent one I've done all by myself. All by yourself? Yeah, because you naturally do a lot of co-writing. We do, yeah. So I I want to do one that I did by myself and I have uh, everybody has that certain friend that they usually go out to events with and go to bars with and go to writer's rounds with yeah well that friend was out of town for like a week and a half
1: oh I know what song
2: you're going yeah. to do and I love this show. yeah and um, I was just kind of sitting there and this song literally came out in about 20-25 minutes and just like as a joke almost so I was like well that sounds you not that bad this is a so, good
1: illustration of what you can expect with Joe Bizzelli, yeah, our guest on the Songwriter Connection knock
2: it out man it's called Not Around burn it Like this town when you're not around. The music doesn't sound the same as it does when we're out. Hey, I'm still having fun, just not the same amount. Cause I don't really like this town when you're not around. I don't really drink a lot of beer when you're not here. It's just not as fun when there's no one to cheers. And I keep watching the door, hoping you'll appear. So I don't really drink a lot of beer when you're not here. (laughs) My favorite verse. (laughs) I don't really roll a lot of J's while you're away. (laughs) Okay, that's a lie. But for real, they don't hit the same (laughs) And rolling just for one Feels a little lame (laughs) So I don't really roll a lot of J's While you're away (laughs) I don't really like this town When you're not around The music doesn't sound as good As it does when we're out Hey, I'm still having fun, just not the same amount Cause I don't really like this town when you're not around No, I don't really like this town when you're not around No, I don't really like this town when you're not around well, that's a lie, too. You love this
1: town. It's just not as much fun. i still having fun. It's not, a, not the same amount. Now, we're not naming names, right? Nope. Nope. Okay. Well, that remains a mystery, who yeah. that song was written about. It's kind of like, you know, uh, you're so vain. We never really know who Carly Simon wrote it yeah. about.
2: She and, probably thinks the song's about her.
1: She probably does.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Joe Vizelli, our guest. Uh, Big Joe, love him, man. He is just an awesome guy. When he when he puts you in that bear hug when you see him, you know, um, no, he's a sincere guy. Great yeah. guy.
2: Yeah, thanks. I, I just wanted to kind of jump in and talk about how lucky I am to know the people that I know down here, you included. Oh, thank you. Um, and then the way that that happened was when I got to town, COVID kind of hit. Mm-hmm. But there were still writer's rounds going on. Mm-hmm. So I still do this now. I call it songwriter hunting. Ah. So I'll just go to around, especially if I don't know anybody there.
1: You know, this is a good point. And so this is a good, helpful hint for you as a
2: songwriter. You'd go around and you'd watch people who you'd like to write with, right? Exactly. And I would wait to hear something that made an impression on me. Mm-hmm. And can we cuss on this? Yeah, Okay. Do that I would time. walk up to people and say, uh, hey, I like your shit. Because they're so <laughs> used to hearing, oh my God, I love <laughs> your songs. <laughs> You're, You're so like... great. I want to write with you. So it's like, hey, I like your shit. And I'd walk away. <laughs> and they're just like, all right. And then when I see them again, I'd be like, hey, you know. I like what you do. I have an idea that might work with us, you know, if you want to. And I would, uh, one of the first people I saw play that I was, blown away by was um, the Greggs, Greg Wilson the, and Greg Wilson Matthews, and Matthews yeah. at uh, mm-hmm. Donaldson Pub. They're awesome. Trey was hosting. Both been on the show. I saw them mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, well, first of all, I need to up my game. Because... <laughs> I
1: know. <laughs> but you see where that bar is, right? Oh, yeah.
2: man. They yeah. they really uh, yeah. set the bar high. Mm-hmm. And then I just would see where they were playing and I would just go support them. Yeah. And then it turned into eventually they, they couldn't ignore me anymore and now we're friends. There you and go. Now they're stuck with me.
1: And you're writing with them. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm writing with them. <laughs> yeah. I think it's what we're going to call this episode. I really like your S-H. We'll, we'll use the asterisk <laughs> T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like,
2: that's, that's my line. <laughs> and it works great. They're not expecting it.
1: I'll get you into a co-write cool room right there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you've so. got a magical guitar, and I want to talk about that. You, you call it Frankenstein. I call right? it Frankenstein. Uh, it was... So I, I thought about naming this episode the man with the Frankenstein guitar, oh, but I think I like, I like your... <laughs> One of those two it's going to be, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> but tell us about this awesome guitar. And it's one
2: of two, right? Um, actually, there are three or four. Three or four? I, I own all of them. Oh, my God. So uh, okay. it's a guy in Missouri, a very, very good friend of mine. His name's Kenny Lee Hall. He's an amazing songwriter. So if you have a, check, you have a second, check out some of his stuff. Um, brilliant writer and he just fiddles around with guitars and his well now in his workshop is inside it wasn't his garage Uh but he gets these old K guitars from the 60s all beat up and he takes them apart makes everything right he chops off what he doesn't want on there. He put in um, the speaker that's built into the side of it is actually from like a little PC computer speaker that uh, he just took apart and put it in there. Well, wires it all together with uh, it's got two different pickups. So it'll project out. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's got reverb. It's got delay uh, if you want. I'm going to probably use it for the next song. Oh, cool. Good. i uh, show you that. But uh, it's very <laughs> unique. And then my sister paints. Uh-huh. And so this guitar is like multiple different pieces of different guitars put together. So that's uh-huh. where Frankenstein came from. And then she painted the Frankenstein she on there. She painted a
1: Frankenstein mm-hmm. on there. Monster Frankenstein is monster.
2: Yep. Yeah. Um, so, that's so, right. so what is,
1: the, like the head, what's on the headstock? What is it uh, listed at? Uh, it's, uh, I
2: think it says.
1: Uh, taking the capo and the tuner off, sorry. <laughs> I think
2: it's a K. Okay. or silver tone. Sil- okay, well, mm-hmm. that's what I thought it was—a silver tone. Mm-hmm. So, uh, very, yeah. one of those. They Sears used to guitars. Start them at Sears. Yeah, Robot. they sure did. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: but I mean, that sounds amazing.
2: And he Pl- plugged it. in at any round you do, uh, people are wowed by the yep. sound of that guitar. Well, it has got the humbucker in there, but that is for the effects, and uh-huh. then it's got an LR Bags pickup in there uh, too. That's, that's what too. I plug into when I play out. Very good, but I just I love it, and people just people recognize it that's another thing i wanted it was like oh it's the guy with the frankenstein guitar i wanted something because a lot of people have really nice guitars down here and one thing that's tough for me is seeing somebody who has a really really nice guitar but doesn't play it how it deserves to be played so i was like i went op- no no that's, that's not you but um i wanted to have the opposite i wanted to have a really crappy looking guitar that sounded amazing <laughs> So that's what I got. What a great idea. Uh-huh. Sometimes you just have to, you know, that's your.
1: it's become your thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's just part of your schtick. Right. That's well, what you're I, all about. And when
2: I moved down here, I bought a really nice Alvarez Yari thinking, I'm going to get in the game. Right. And played it out. And it's like, yeah, it sounds good. But mm-hmm. is it me? Yeah. It's too fancy. Huh? I need something a little more beat up. <laughs> and so that's why I like Frankenstein. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's cool, man. Let's hear another one with, uh, with old Frankie over there. Any requests? Uh, um, no, not really. I, yeah. I want to leave it up to you because I, lo- I, I love me a lot of what you do. So. I want to do that one that me and Justin Love and oh, and uh, Greg just, did. Justin and, and
1: Greg, uh, two of my favorite writers. Justin Love, we'll have to get back on. He's been on a little bit. But, you know, we, we haven't had him on since he signed his pub deal. Uh, he just signed a, a pub deal. He's well, probably a little busy. He, he's very busy. Although he made time to write for with, with Greg right. and I a nice. couple weeks back. Good. And uh, he's just brilliant.
2: He's just absolutely brilliant. So a little, little reverb on there.
1: Oh, look at that. <laughs>
2: look at what
1: Frankie can do.
2: Right? Listen to that. And he's even got a delay option where you yeah. can do like... Wait, that's not Ooh. it that's chorus it's, it's chorus. got a delay it's got chorus too huh? this is delay oh. oh I love it nobody has this uh, <laughs> crimson and clover over oh, and over I love that song <laughs> <laughs> now it's gonna be stuck in my head uh, sorry uh, this is um, she threw the line oh I love this song if I sing long, is it okay I would love that I was fishing in my jumbo She was casting with a pink pole From the bank on the riverside In a camo bass pro hoodie Man, she wore it so damn good She caught my eye like my oh my Mm -hmm. I was trying so hard to get a closer look Next thing you know, our lions got hooked. She must have thought she had a keeper. Friends wouldn't believe her. A big womper she could hang on her wall. When my bobber disappeared, I thought, man, all looky here. Is this a county record I just caught? Then she tugged a little harder. I fell into the water. She reeled me like the catch of the day. Yeah, she threw the line And I took the bait See, I was kicking and a-splashing She couldn't keep from laughing as she slowly reeled me in I wasn't planning on going swimming even catching feelings, she must have thought she had a keeper. Friends wouldn't believe her, a big womper she could hang on her wall. When my bobber disappeared, I thought, Man, all looky here. Is this a county record I just caught? Then she tugged a little harder. I fell into the water. She reeled me like the catch of the day. Yeah, she threw the line. Debate. Now, our Sunday afternoons are booked. It's funny how our love story started with a hook. She must have thought she had a keeper. Friends wouldn't believe her. A big whopper she could hang on a wall. When my popper disappeared, I thought, man, all looky here. Is this a county record I just got? And she tugged a little harder I fell into the water And she reeled me like a catch of the day Yeah, she threw the line And I took the bait Zillie and Frankenstein and the Frankie so the, the do 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 bass on that yeah. it just came about um, when Justin was laying down the work tape the day that we wrote it uh-huh. right when he got done playing that part I was just hearing in my head and I accidentally kind of did the do 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 he's like oh no no do that do no. that again oh absolutely little
1: <laughs> so things like that can make a song they really can it can't hurt yeah we're going to get under the hood of that song in just a little bit let's take a little break you're cool. listening to the Songwriter Connection
0: You're listening to the Songwriter Connection. Connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Lenahan.
1: Stories are courtesy of Joe Bazzelli. today around the dining room table. Hey, Joe. Hey, bud. So that last song. Uh huh.
2: What do you call it again? Uh, she threw the line. She threw the line. Mm-hmm. She must have been pretty strong to Yankee in the water. Yeah, she uh, she knew what she wanted, <laughs> she knew what And she, she got wanted. it. <laughs> that was actually Justin Love's idea. He was the it? Title yeah. of the idea of She Threw the Line, and I took the bait. Uh-huh. And then, you know, with Greg in the oh. room, things. it's a great story song. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. I think it paints a pretty good picture. It sure does. You can does. see him going down the river, you can see him both fishing, and yeah. he flies out of the boat. <laughs> Absolutely, yep. I can just picture up there, at Percy Priest
1: Lake. You know, having it. that's that is really cool. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. So it was a, it was a
2: just-in-love idea. Yeah, and uh, he's got a million of them. He's, oh yeah, a million good ideas. And uh, that was our first right. Me, him, was and it Greg? Yeah, yeah, Greg uh, Matthews, right? Greg Wilson. Oh, Wilson,
1: Mr. Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've never been in a session where he didn't have an, an idea and was able to finish a song
2: and, well his melodies for one Incredible. are just yeah. not fair yeah how good he is with yeah. melodies yeah he's really a melody guy yeah that's for sure nothing he's, about
1: him what do you what are your strengths as a writer
2: i think lyrics, lyrics. i like to try to, to paint the picture and maybe mm-hmm. maybe riffs somewhat yeah. i can do yeah. riffs and mm-hmm. lyrics pretty good i like to lead, and i could do melody mm-hmm. but like you heard in the the um not around song they're pretty simple I like to keep things very, very simple. I like to They enunce. say, keep it simple, stupid. I, I right? like to enunciate too. Yeah. That's my other thing. You know,
1: I've noticed <laughs> that about you singing. Uh, and, and there are certain writers that I love to listen to that I, don't, I can't understand the words you're saying. But you're very good at articulating every single
2: word. Almost, maybe too. But I would rather them hear and understand what the lyrics are oh, than, than not know what they are. Absolutely. Even if it's a little over enunciated.
1: Yeah. And you know, a good example of that, as um, I flash back, I was at the Commodore one night. Mm. And I was with Patty, my wife, and we were listening to a guy sing, and he was singing a song uh, about déjà vu, which I believe in, and it's happened to me. You know, déjà vu is a cool thing. In fact, my déjà vu my 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 publishing company is DJ Vu Music. Dave vu No, DJ, <laughs> because I used to be a DJ. Yeah. DJ Vu. So he's singing this song about déjà vu, but every time he's singing it, I'm hearing déjà fool. Oh, and I'm like, listening, and I, and I, I nudge panic, I go, listen, listen to the song when he gets to the hook again, is he saying deja vu or deja fool? And we listen really carefully get along and he get he gets to the hook and he, it's deja vu. And she goes, it's deja vu. And I go, yeah cool she goes why it's because that's going to be a song baby.
2: Deja Fool Deja oh, Fool and we, we wrote it
1: with uh, Randy Driscoll who's amazing yes uh, I love her and play, got to play with her last night and even in, uh, Kim, in Kim McLean the Three of Hearts
2: oh, at um, Cambria
1: no we played at uh, Maxwell House last oh, nice. night but they're going to be an up and coming uh, podcast here oh, good. we tried to get them before um, because um, uh, Kim Kim has this new project and, and, and Kim's got this book out uh, that she wrote with Loretta Lynn before Loretta oh, wow. died. And it's and it's a great, great book. Some of the last songs that Loretta ever wrote were with wow. Kim. And um, so the, we're going to have the Three of Hearts. Randy's got so many cool big things happening. Eve Sellis has a new record coming out after the first of the year. And Eve is just one of my all-time favorite performers. And you want to talk about mesmerizing an audience when she sings. Oh. That lady wraps her arms around you and just... Pulls you right Doesn't in. Let go. The it's, harmonies they uh, do the are harmonies. just ridiculous. Yeah. So that's an up and coming show, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, Annunciation. But thank God that guy, you know, Asia Fool. Yeah, what a great. And that's I another fix, thing
2: uh, I love doing is snatching titles out of the midair. Oh, somebody yeah. says something like, "Oh, hang on, I'm going to write that oh, down."
1: <laughs> me too. If you listen to people's conversations, so many times they'll say something and not even write in my book. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and they don't realize, you know, what did you, what did you say? <laughs> yep. uh-huh. Yeah. Do you have any examples of songs like that, that recently?
2: Um, they're all in my hookbook. All in your hookbook. So we're probably going to use some <laughs> later today. Later on today, we're going to write. Is he great?
1: Yep. Yeah. So, we'll we'll examine that then.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh-huh. Awesome. So, when did you start playing guitar? I started, um, Hmm, probably when I was around the age of 13, my mom got me about the well, time you discovered bourbon, right? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding, I'm just um, my, but my parents knew that, I, well, I got a keyboard when I was younger. I knew that. And I had a drum set for a while. Oh, wow. Um, and then I decided I want to pick up guitar and my parents got me a guitar from a church auction oh. and, um, It was funny because my parents were bidding on it, and then some of their friends were bidding on it for me, but they didn't know that. So they were like bidding against their friends, but they were both trying to get it for me. So (laughs) I ended up getting that and just took off. I remember one night I was really, really frustrated. I almost gave up because I couldn't play and sing at the same time. Yeah. And then finally, it just, a a switch flipped, and I was able to do it all of a sudden. Yeah. So I'm glad it didn't stop. We wouldn't be here today. You know, it
1: does take some coordination. You know, and, and that's why you know a lot of times we'll write a song and I, I have a new song that I really love, but I like to play it a few hundred times before I play it out. And every time I don't, I, I pay. Yeah, um, I've got this song out now that I just absolutely love, and uh, I tried it last night and I, I blew the it, first verse. It did not it love was, you. It did not love me. And it, I think a lot of it is that coordination of what you're doing with the with the with the guitar. And, and then trying, you're doing that and trying to remember. And until that's just ingrained in you. Now I've seen a lot of people use iPads. Yeah. Phones. Their right. phones have it clipped right, right to the, to the mic stand there. And, and, and that's cool. I, you know, as long as you could do, I could never do that because I can't, it, I just can't feel it by yeah. just reading it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've heard, Two sides of the story, Joe. I mean, one, one guy who does it all the time says to me, well, if you can remember your words, you're not writing enough songs. And I went, okay, yeah, there's that. Okay. Um, but I, I do write a lot of songs, okay? Yeah. It's just, I think, as a performer, and here's where I'm coming from, and I don't know if you had any theater experience. Did you any theater?
2: No, I've always wanted to be in a play, but here's I haven't it. yet.
1: I did a lot in high school and in college. And one of the things about that, I even did a little dinner theater. And one of the things I learned by by, a few weeks into the practice, when before you block it, most directors want the lyrics or not, and uh, this they're not lyrics. They yeah. they want your lines memorized. Yeah, you got to know them. Mm-hmm. Got to know your lines. You can't read it while you're acting it and in a way we're actors on that stage right yeah I watch you man you you know i try to put on a show you do put on a show <laughs> yeah and it's hard to put on a show when you're reading from an ipad
2: right yeah. I, i'm with you and I, I just think that um if you if you need and this is just my personal opinion if you need to have the ipad up there maybe maybe you don't know the song that well yet Right. And I play them, I, I play all the time. I practice them all the time, try to make them better, try to make them stronger, and that's how I learn them.
1: Now, but, saying that and believing that, I also have to say, if, if
2: I had an iPad there last night, I wouldn't have blown it. Right. The <laughs> right. First. Now, yeah. on a brand new but, one. But you know what, though? It turned out
1: because it's funny when it happens, oh, you just yeah. play with it. He you just know. got to roll he with just it. just go, yeah.
2: Yeah, but um, I was going to say, for new songs, though, when you yeah. you don't really know it yet, then mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. We've I mean, all had the said, time. Hold up mm-hmm. the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. We've all had the time. Yeah. But, uh,
1: yeah, and it's, and you're so excited about the new songs that you write. Because I think it was Steve and Tyler that said that the three greatest songs written in the world are... Um amazing grace bridge over troubled waters in the last one you wrote
2: yeah <laughs> that's exactly right
1: <laughs> and so you want to jump on and play and get a, get opinions mm-hmm. but uh, you can do that at guitar pools
2: in somebody's dining yeah. room you know uh, prior to co-write there's know? just something about i think i don't know if it's because i'm a leo but uh me too um, happy birthday by the way thank you yep. thank you we're already celebrating <laughs> yeah we're celebrating we're, you need some more bourbon there um yeah we might
1: have to do it i'm going when you're playing the next song i'm gonna, I'm thank, gonna fix you thank you that. i
2: appreciate that but, um, yeah, there's something about it. I love the attention. I love um, just giving people that three-minute-long escape yeah. from reality. It's so important. And have them in my world for three minutes. Exactly. That's what I love about it. Yeah. And also, another thing I realized... Because if didn't...
1: you don't do that, you're going to see them picking up their phones.
2: Yeah. And going, you know, yeah. texting. And, and... and you could be playing the best song in the world. Sometimes the audience is just, you know, not into it that night. But I try to lock them in. Like, I'll, I'll pick a table that's like... The, either the biggest table or the one that looks like the most into it and that's table one like, <laughs> oh, thank you table one they, just uh, to draw them in like there's little tricks that I picked up I'm stolen from everybody else that I watch play
1: it's so true
2: like uh, I've just stolen a bunch from Trey Ackerman like he goes uh, when he has to tune before mm-hmm. he plays he'll be like I don't know what happened it was in two when I bought when it I bought and it, people love that there
1: are lines that yeah that you learn you
2: know mm-hmm.
1: um, absolutely that always work yeah and the latest in town by the way is hi this is my new song it's available everywhere out there
2: Except in stores. Except that's in a Trey stores. Ackerman
1: line. Is that a Trey Ackerman I stole line? I it from him. Uh, love Trey. He's, he's been on the podcast, too. And I'll tell you, he's a great guy. Uh, I want to get him back on. We had a wonderful time one night just sitting here sipping bourbon. Mm-hmm. He brought me plantains for the first time ever I have Trey plantains. Oh, that's good. And we sat there, talked about the music industry. He knows He knows so everybody. Much. And he, you know, his dad was the drummer on he hall those years. Mm-hmm. In fact, when his dad couldn't make it, he would fill in. Yeah.
2: And so Drummer was his first, but he plays every instrument there's known to man. It makes me mad how good he is. <laughs> me too. Because like, when he plays, everyone is locked in.
1: And his voice. Oh. oh, my God. It's like if Willie Nelson could really sing. Yep, I agree. You know, I mean... I I love him. He was he played last night just after us at the uh, at the Maxwell House last nice. night. So uh,
2: always good to see. him. He's one that I'll go see if I'm not playing somewhere, and I see oh, he yeah. is. Yeah, I've heard all the songs a hundred times. Well, he used and to I run
1: s- those nights at uh, the Donaldson Pub that you used
2: to go that to. That was to one of my favorites. I mean, you could smoke in there. Yeah, back then. That's never. Yeah, that's never the case. Thanks. Yeah. One of my favorites. You can't smoke there anymore? I don't think so. Oh. I don't, I've not been there in a while, but I've heard that you can't smoke anywhere anymore. Ever That's since it. Trey's round left, it's just gone downhill. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I like the Dallas above. <laughs>
1: Jimmy over there, he's uh, always a great guy. Yeah,
2: yeah. he is. Yeah. A
1: radio guy, too. Mm. So, Well, I'm I, I need to fill you up on the bourbon, so you're going to need okay. to play another song and yep, tell me the story absolutely. behind it. What, what's, uh, what's up, um,
2: I want to do one for the
1: ladies. Oh,
2: I... Is you this already the, know. Oh, I'm, this is... An amazing song. Um, so this one requires a little bit of tuning with the story. Yeah. but um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I started this one with Ken Hall, the guy who built Frankenstein. Oh, wow. Okay. And it was meant to be kind of a funny song about his wife. Mm. Like, she's got a thing about uh, leaving her shoes by the door. She's got a thing about this and that. Like, funny little things. Little things, yeah. So we had it kind of formulated. And I asked him, hey, can I, I'm going to write with Greg Wilson today. Can I bring him this idea? He goes, Absolutely. And Greg Herney's like, what if we make it real, real sexy? And I was like, <laughs> well, let's try it. So, that's what happened.
1: Absolutely. Oh. Joe Bissett, and Frankenstein. Snack.
2: got a thing for sleep until noon. She's got a thing about hitting that snooze. She's got a thing for clothes. That girls got style. She's got a thing about destiny's child. Say my name, say my name She's got a thing for the beach And her toes in the sand She's got a thing for Ponytails and her baseball Caps There's a million things That make me Love that girl She's a neon purple Sky in a black And white world Home Seeing the best in everybody she needs. And I can't believe that girl's got a thing for me. We're gonna pull it back a little bit for verse two. Yeah, you got it. She's got a thing for sipping red wine. She's got a thing about candlelight. Mmm. Mm got a thing for dancing with me so close she's got a thing about making me lose control she's got a thing for sexy that drives me wild when she whispers my name with that look in her eye there's a million things that make me love purple sky in a black and white world home oh, she's got fingers thing for seeing the best in everybody she needs and I can't believe that girl's got a thing for me oh oh, oh she's got a thing Got a thing, got a thing, got a thing, got a thing for me. She's got a fingers in red and white. She's got a thing about candlelight.
1: She's got a thing for dance. <laughs> I've always loved how you ended that song with a slow fade, like on a record. We say you're right here.
2: No one else does that in <laughs> that show that I've that. seen. I, I saw it at Dave Matthews concert. Did you really get him and thirteen band members do a live fade out and I'm like, if they wow. can do it with thirteen people, well, I, can I can do it, it on my yeah. And, and it works every
1: time you do it. It's just awesome.
2: Yeah. And everybody that's that's seen it, you know, expects it, but the people that are there that haven't seen Is they're it, like, like,
1: Did he what? did he a slow fade.
2: I try to do as many things as I can to just capture, you know, just capture their attention. That's what of the
1: we're always we're always you know ready for the, the you know the the, the cold stop. and hard
2: ending. Yeah, mm-hmm. but no, that's what, so clever. One thing I thought of while I was playing that the uh, ne- the neon purple sky I, that was going to be
1: my next question. Every there, and a song like that, there's a lyric that just sticks in your head, and that is the one right there: neon purple sky
2: in a black and white world. Greg Wilson threw that out as a placeholder suggestion, uh, and I ended up fighting for it. <laughs> he's like, he's uh, like, some like neon purple sky in a black and white world. I'm like, no, what? No, that's like, not what did you say? No, ink it in. That's, that's and I was like, that's the line, and let's square off because I'm ready to fight <laughs> for it. <laughs>
1: For Sometimes his, you gotta do that for his line, yeah. Uh, so, but no, that's uh, the
2: line indeed. for me. That just that just brought it home. I thought it was so beautiful, and uh, mm. yeah, he's, he was just like, oh, just something like that. And I'm like, no, no,
1: it's that. Mm. <laughs> well, here's another episode that we're talking about, Greg Wilson. So I gotta get him back on the podcast. We got he's Greg. If you're listening, dude, you and I, we have a date to to to, to book book a, a another show with you, man.
2: He is one of the nicest, one of the most talented, humble his wife's amazing oh like, he's love Michelle. just the all around all yeah. around pack. don't tell him I said that no
1: I won't he's probably listening <laughs> um, you know it's so funny I had this song uh, Louisville Slugger my baseball song
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, Michelle had a little exception to that because oh. I St. Louisville
2: Slugger instead of Louisville Louisville you. Tell am how to say it right. I I've been to um three, four or five Kentucky Derbies. Have you? Mm-hmm. Louisville. And you can't say Louisville there. No, you can't you can't oh the, 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 they know immediately you're oh, not from oh, there. Absolutely not. <laughs> um have you had a mint and julep? Oh, I've had several. What do you think? After the second or third one? <laughs> ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> I felt the same thing about the bushwhackers
1: at mm. Floribama. Have you been to Floribama? Yet? I have, but I have had a bushwhacker. Oh man, on Broadway, it's, it's like it's, a chocolate shake. Oh, it is an alcoholic chocolate it's, shake. It's Dangerous. It's very it dangerous. Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I was uh, like unsure after the second one. I was pretty sure, and but the third one was just to enjoy. It. Yeah, you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I never told you how much I love you. <laughs> I mean, I love you, man. Uh, Yeah. 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 I imagine that's how you... When
1: you're when you're drinking, I could see that. You were one of those, I love you guys. I am a very happy You're a happy drunk. Mm-hmm. And I, that's cool. Because I've, I've known
2: drugs that are just the opposite, right? I've never been in a fight, Dave. Never? I've never been punched in the face. Never? I did punch one guy one time, but he totally had it coming. <laughs> and I knocked him right out, and I broke my hand, and I retired from fighting. Want to know?
1: What was her name? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. You know, and the thing is... You you got to be brave to pick a
1: fight with Joe Bazzilli. He's ten foot three, and about four twenty. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, he's he's uh, you know, but he's lovable. Yep. I could never see you in a
2: fight. I'm but if a, one broke out, I'd be right behind you. Um, yeah, I mean, my my mom taught me well, like in high school, that I was not to ever start a fight. Good, but I could defend people, mm-hmm. like if people were getting picked on. Yeah, so I like doing that. <laughs> I that's that when I can flex a little bit. Just throw someone across the hall because they're picking on something else. You
1: know. Yeah, I was like that too, especially in grade school and mm-hmm. stuff. Young, you know, when you're learning to fight,
2: using your powers for good. And I Irish, was Irish, half
1: Irish, half Italian. So same, same. Mm-hmm. Irish Italian, mm-hmm.
2: yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Leo, Irish Italian with a Leo. are you The uh, same person? Oh my God! It's just like <laughs> right. But my problem was I was a
2: small guy, <laughs> a little guy. Well, you got to be feisty though. But small. that's right. Mm-hmm. I still
1: didn't stop me. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love That's it. the Irish in you. Right?
2: Mm-hmm, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: how about another one, my friend? Absolutely. Joe Bazelli is my guest. I just love watching you perform Frankenstein, and of course, the story behind the song. This is the songwriter connection. Oh, I know it. Bazelli, Remember that. Spell it how? B i z e l l i. Two L's. One Z. Two L's. That's the uh, Italian.
2: Part. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm actually more Irish than I am Italian with Are the last really? name of Baselli Figured that one out.
1: Okay. So what's your mama's maiden name? Philippac. Philippac. Yeah. Well part of Ireland.
2: No clue. You no know clue. There you go. <laughs> this well, was your good. assignment is to find out. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's I it's important. important. I want to go someday to oh, Ireland. Oh, it's on been? my bucket list. Oh, okay.
1: never have. I want
2: to so bad. Maybe we'll go at the same time. Just have separate vacations, but we'll be there at the same time.
1: When we get some uh, meet
2: up and have a drink,
1: we'll get some uh, gigs at some of the pubs Mm. and drink some Guinness. And I would love that. ah, Wouldn't that be awesome? I would love that. Yeah. Anyway, tell me about this song right here.
2: This is one of the the one of the first songs I ever wrote when I came back from the Bluebird, watching those guys play. Oh my god! And uh, they say one. I asked uh, one of them for some advice Mm -hmm. for a new songwriter, and he goes, "Well, I think this guy wrote like." Uh, number one, Kenny Chesney hit uh, "Don't Take the Girl" or mm-hmm. one of his popular songs. Was it, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but um, he goes. Well, you're going to want to write about uh, 90 bad songs, and then you'll start to get the hang of it. And he's like, "Does that sound right to his buddy?" He's like, about "Yeah, 90. 90, 95." He yeah. goes, "But um, you'll either you keep just keep writing, and you'll either get better or you'll quit." <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, what great advice!" I've heard that from
1: publishers. Oh, oh. write a hundred songs. Bring me one hundred and one. Yeah. Emmy How cool is
2: that? Yeah. So I sat down, I wrote this song, and it was about, it's about the one that got away. Um, and I've played this song before, and I've had people come up to me afterwards and be like, Joe, I have an Abby. The song's called Abbey Set the Bar Too High. And um, they have a girl that did the exact same thing, so people can relate to it, I think. Oh boy. Yeah, this one's called Abbey Set the Could, Bar Too High. Couldn't even be about songwriting. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't mm. think about that. Mm. A metaphor. Sorry, Great Wilson. I'll have my harmonica. <laughs> it's hard to date when you know for sure They won't even come close to her I should find a new girl I don't try I guess Abby set the bar too high. Should have bought a rock, but I was stoned. Hindsight's great, now I know. As I look for love, I take my time. He set the bar too high. Saying she did wrong. If you listen close, it's a thank you song. Mm-hmm. Cause when I make the perfect one, my wife, it'll be because that bar was high. Oh,
1: yeah. Thanks. What a cool twist at the end. I Truth. love it.
2: I love the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, yeah, I usually. do too. Yeah. But um, she got to hear it. Yeah. She cried. Did she so cry? So I did the job. Right, and we're, you know, we're still friends and still talking stuff. Add a real name? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's brave. Yeah. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to write about what I knew. Oh, was that a solo, solo write? Yep. Yeah. One of the first well, ones Craig I ever wrote. Great job, thanks, man. I like your songs too. My songs, <laughs> Nah. baby, I'm gone. Baby, I'm Don't gone. Don't get me started.
1: Oh, that's the one that assures me a, a little bit of a BMI check every month.
2: Let's talk about
1: your 150, reputation. 150 bucks this last time.
2: Nice. Are you kidding
1: me? 150. Nice. Yeah. That's Bourbon money. Yeah. I. I never thought of it that way. I was thinking like Waffle House, but well. uh, you know, and we and when it comes in, you know, we go to the fancy Waffle House
2: something. <laughs> <laughs> Down in Brentwood, you know, they bourbon. <laughs> bourbon almost came out of my nose on that one. That well, they valet fun.
1: park your car, you know, the whole thing.
2: You know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I do love Waffle House. Uh, yeah, I love me some Waffle House. That's uh, in
1: one right around the corner from where I live. So, mm-hmm. how, how Same. convenient is that? Same.
2: After the late gig, it's a problem for me. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I usually save the waffle for breakfast the next day, so I don't, you know, gorge myself completely. <laughs> Where can we find out more about Joe baelli? well, I'm on you know all the socials. My Instagram is the warning it's supposed to be funny. it is, so I decided <laughs> I wanted to have a um a unique Instagram for a writer uh-huh. so I don't know if you've seen it, but um it's I started taking relation well I started mocking. Fun, like model photos, like girls doing car modeling shots, like posing on a car. Okay. Started doing that. Then I did relationship photos, only we would have the little real picture of the guy and the girl in the corner that were mocking, and then it was me and my guitar. <laughs> and then we moved on to engagement photos with the guitar. Oh, that's then right. Wedding photos, then pregnancy, and it really got out of hand. Uh, it really did. Yes, the guitar was expecting. Yeah. Uh, I remember the bride we uh, talked about having a gender reveal. Like it just uh, got really out of hand. <laughs> we never had so a gender. We, re- we probably should. <laughs> we could. Re- it'd be so easy to revisit. Frankie's expecting, folks. <laughs> Another <laughs> little green ukulele. <laughs>
1: Now that's hilarious.
2: (laughs) But... I can guarantee you, it is not like any other songwriter in Nashville's Instagram. <laughs> no,
1: uh, I, I guarantee it's a lot of fun. At, so at so if they find you at what? Where how do you just?
2: Is it Joe? Bizzelli? Just at Joe Bazzelli. At I've Joe got, Yep. And I've got some um, some videos on um, YouTube of me playing at Live Oak. Okay. Oh, Kyle Whitaker and some oh, I friends. Love Kyle. Oh, Kyle. man, we're gonna get Kyle on the show say, too. He would be a great we, one to have. And we're gonna make that happen. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Kyle's fantastic. He's got one of my all time favorite songs that they're called "I'm Trying." Mm. So we're gonna we're gonna make that work for sure. Good. Absolutely. I hope so next week's show everything goes as planned we are going to have a guy who had a big number one hit with Kenny Chesney not that long ago his name is Craig Munday yes. has done a lot of work with NSAI and he's just a really cool guy I look forward to
2: talking to him well I want to say thank you again for this Joe, uh, I had a great time
1: Joe incredible thank you for performing for us and, pleasure and was mine great to get to know you even a little bit better nice you, know? you too All right. and you thanks for listening to the Songwriter Connection
0: Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.